Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh- it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and, and not be afraid to say, go, go ahead, check my background. My name is J. Dan Gum, and this is is background check you already know let's go you can check my background i'm a forgiving felon so tell them that i won't back down now you can bet i won't live in regret it's time to earn some respect you are tuning in to background check everyone welcome to background check podcast where we believe your background shouldn't hold you back but it should pay you back i'm jay dan gum your host and i am glad to be here once again uh this is episode 99 99, y'all. Next week, we celebrate our 100th episode. Now, there's a lot of sitcoms and shows and different things that, different ways people celebrate the 100th of anything. 100 million, 100 episodes. I remember the 100th episode of Friends, the 100th episode of Seinfeld. Uh, There's just so many ways to celebrate 100 of something. You know, we celebrate when people turn 100. They, they make the news on Good Day and Good Morning America and Texas. They make the news. So I don't know how we're going to celebrate the 100th episode, but I have a feeling that I may do some sort of contest. You guys uh, behind bars can't participate. I'm sorry. Um, but I have a feeling that I'm going to probably do some kind of $100 gift card giveaway. Uh, and it's probably going to involve uh, next next week, it's going to involve everyone who reviews and shares uh, and you know, kind of the, the podcast or whatever in some way. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to do it. So anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Did you enjoy last week's episode with Chaz Roberts? Man, I tell you what, I mean, not to, not to relive that episode. You could go listen to it if you haven't listened to it, but I just want to say thanks to Chaz again. You know, a lot of people, a lot, there's a lot of felons that aren't like me that don't want to share their story, that don't want to, that don't want to, uh, say what they did because they're ashamed and you know Chaz's thing was an accident you know now what he led the choices he made leading up to what happened was not an accident uh when he ran the red light and all that stuff and he you know had the warrant was was not an accident that was I mean that was premeditated but at the same time he had no intention of of killing somebody you know and that really should have been I feel like that should have been manslaughter and uh I don't even know if I told Chaz that, but I, I couldn't believe when he told me it was murder because um, that, that's how screwed up our system is. When, you know, when you do something like that on accident and they, they call you a murderer because Chaz is not. But anyway, Chaz, I got the letter in the picture. Thank you, sir. Also, Jaron, Jaron in Dallas County Jail. My bad, bro, for, for messing that name up. It's it's not Jaron. I, I, I gave a shout-out to Jaron last week and called him Jaron. So – um Forgive me, Jaron, and uh, I don't know. I got your letter too, but I don't know if you've caught Shane yet. But um, if you haven't, good luck. I hope you go to a unit that has that has tablets. Uh, again, if you've if you've um, if you're on a unit and and they have tablets wherever you are, uh, if you've already written me, that's fine. You don't have to write me again unless you just want another shout out. I'll sh- I'll give you a shout out if you write in. But if you're on a unit wherever you are in the nation, county jail, uh, prison. And you're hearing this podcast, man, shoot us a letter and just let us know. Uh, let us know if a podcast episode has impacted your life. 
those get read or at least talked about and shouted about. And I, and, and I, and I always share with the guests, uh, what you write. So anyway, I want to get this episode. This episode is just going to be me solo episode. Um, we did do a trip to Houston and got seven amazing stories. So those are coming up in the next couple of months. We also got some amazing guests lined up for, um, national recovery month, which is September. You don't want to miss that month. We have somebody who's been on Shark Tank on National Recovery Month, so get ready for that. It's gonna be it's gonna be dope. Um, we got a nationally, internationally probably known uh, recovery doctor that's gonna be on in um, in September as well. So I'm excited, can't wait. But today, uh, as promised, I wanted to talk about Roe versus Wade. You know, sometimes on background check, we just address topics. And we talk about the background of the topic and uh, the present day, uh, uh, you know, present day effect it has on on our society. And uh, I think Roe versus Wade is a huge, huge topic right now. And it's a hot topic. And you know, you go to you go to any kind of rally, any kind of protest, you're going to see people, you're going to see people on both sides of the fence yelling at each other, yelling, yelling at each other. And, uh, you know, what I've learned in my adult life, I'm 51. What I've learned in my adult life, especially since being out of prison and being able to be sober and aware of who all's around me and what they believe in and their worldview, I've learned that there's a lot of good people that aren't Christians. There's a lot of bad people that claim to be Christians. There's a lot of good people that are Republicans and there's a lot of bad people that are Republicans. There's a lot of good people that are Democrats. And there's a lot of bad people that are Democrats. And there's a lot of good people that like the Cowboys. And there's a lot of bad people that like the Cowboys. And there's a lot of good people that like the Steelers and vice versa. You know, I mean, every every category of human, every subcategory, every sub-subcategory, there's going to be good people and bad people. You Anytime you get a group of people together, there's going to be a percentage of really good people and there's going to be a percentage of people that just don't give a crap and and are going to stir the pot and are going to be a certain way bad on the bad end of the spectrum. So, uh, man, you know, whether you're Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Christian, non-Christian, uh, I'm sure you have a view of abortion. And hopefully whatever your if you have a faith, Hopefully that faith drives your view of abortion. Uh, but if you're not of any faith, then, you know, I don't know what drives your, I'm a faith, I'm of the Christian faith. So that part of the, part of that, part of what drives my belief on abortion is comes stems from that. Uh, but also <clears throat> I'm not really, you know, I'm not pro-life and, and hear what I say. Um, I'm not pro-life in the way that these people that march for pro-life are pro-life. They are pro-life with one thing in mind, and that's it. And they are pro-life strictly for the unborn babies in the womb. And, and yes, that's a part of what I believe. I believe that, uh, I believe that if you're going to be pro-choice, you need to make a choice that if you're not going to have, if you don't plan to have a baby, then make some smart choices, you know, on the, the, the sex end. Make some smart choices. There's ways, so many ways to prevent a birth, a, a conception from happening. You know, I know that. I mean, I, I got people, I got people pregnant in my old days, you know, and it wasn't planned. It wasn't planned at all. You know, 
I love my 21 year old son, but me and his mom did not plan to have him. And, but she, she kept him and I'm glad because I'm getting to know him now since he turned 18 and he's amazing. I just bought life insurance from him uh, the other day. And if you need life insurance, let me know. He, I, I got a good agent. So, um, but I'm not just pro-life when it comes to unborn babies. I am pro-life when it comes to people sitting on death row who are innocent. And I don't care what you say. People, people will try to say this whole thing. Yeah, I believe there's probably some people that are in prison that are innocent, but they were probably doing some wrong things anyway. They were in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong crowd, with the wrong people, and they deserve to be there anyway. That's bull crap. That's bull crap, all right? And, um, and so there, there are truly innocent people. Brian Stevenson said one in nine people on death row that we kill in America are innocent. So where's the pro-life movement there? Where's the pro-life movement? I mean, he's they're innocent of the crime that they're charged and convicted of. Doesn't matter what the rest of their life is. You know, whether whether it's good or bad, it doesn't matter. We're putting them to death for a crime they did not commit, and that's wrong. And then you should be pro-life for that as well. Um, another way I'm pro-life is I'm pro-eternal life. You don't hear this thrown out, thrown around very much. I am pro-eternal life. Okay, and what that means is uh, pro-life focuses on the unborn, unborn baby. Pro-eternal life includes everybody. See, I that baby's going to heaven. As soon as that baby, as soon as that baby is murdered by whomever, the baby's going to heaven. Soon as the baby is miscarried, we got four. We got four babies from stillborn, twenty-week-old stillborn, and three miscarriages. We got four babies in heaven. Okay, but soon as the, if there's an abortion performed, soon as that baby's dead, that baby's in heaven. I mean, that baby, that baby is going to have an eternal life in eternity. Okay, and so I believe that I'm pro-eternal life, meaning I would rather see that doctor except Jesus Christ because here's what happens if all you're trying to do now don't get me wrong listen this this law change is a huge win for us for when I was when I say us I mean Christians and even even people that aren't Christians that believe abortion is murder and more uh, it's wrong even non-christians so I, I hear this all the time this is a huge huge victory for the believers there's a lot of people that don't believe in Christ that still believe abortion is wrong. And this is a huge victory for them too. You know, I'm a Christian, you know, and I want to give God the glory wherever it is due. And it's definitely due in this, in this instance, it's due. God put the right people in the right places at the right time and overturned it. And I am so thankful and grateful for that. But if you think, if a Christian thinks, if anyone thinks that abortions are going to completely stop now just because there's a law that says they shouldn't do it. You man, that's that's some that's some next level naivety. I mean, I mean, it's you got to be so naive to believe that abortions are going to completely stop now in states that like like red states like Texas, they're not going to stop. These doctors who perform these already have a moral compass that says murdering this baby is is okay so a law that tells him he can't do it is not going to stop him if he wants to continue doing it if you want to commit a crime 
that bad, you're going to find a way to do it. All right? You know how many laws? You know how many laws there are for uh, for alcohol-related uh, driving while intoxicated, DWIs? I, I got five DWIs. And there was tons of times where they should have charged me with, with a DWI more. But, you know, I just I pulled over on the side of the road. They got my, my hometown got tired of doing paperwork, so they just called my mom and dad or my sister to come pick me up. But there's a law in place. So why am I drinking and driving? Because I'm going to do what I want to do. Doesn't matter what the law says. I'm going to do it. And if I get caught, I drove a thou I drove drunk over a thousand times. And I only went to jail for it five times. That's it. So I I got by with breaking the law almost a thousand times. <laughs> I got by with it. And and what's going to happen now with these abortions? <clears throat> excuse me. What's going to happen with these abortions is is they're not going they're going to slow down, but they're not going to stop. They're going to cross state lines. They're going to cross. Um, you know, they're they're, they're going to go anywhere they can get it done. But I promise you, there's going to be a certain level that certain level that are done in states where it's illegal. They're still going to do it. They're going to do it underground. They're going to do it however they can. It's just going to happen. And, 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 you know, it's, while it's a huge victory spiritually for, for anyone who believes that abortion is wrong, we got to understand too, that if you don't understand <laughs> saved and unsaved as a Christian, okay, we want to see the, the, the loss, the unsaved, we want to see them saved and we want to see them, at least you should biblically, you should want to see them changed. Laws don't change people. Heart change changes people. And here's the thing. Roe versus Wade could have never been overturned. But we could pray our guts out for the for the hearts of these doctors to be overturned. What if we prayed harder for the doctors, the doctors' hearts to be overturned than we prayed for a law to be changed? Because let me tell you right now, the law is there now. And, and states will be able to do whatever they want. But if the doctor's heart has not changed, he's still going to find a way to perform abortions, especially if that was his only way of making a living. Now, because of this overturned of the law, this guy is out of a career. And you don't think he's going to try You don't think he's going to find a way to keep his career going. But if he had a heart change, if that dude, if that dude or that woman gave their heart to Jesus pro eternal life. Now, it doesn't matter what the law says, doesn't matter what state he lives in. He's not going to perform any more abortions because he he has a moral compass now in his heart that says Jesus is his Lord, and he's not going to perform an abortion. And we didn't need a law to change his behavior; we needed God to change his behavior. And I, I'm hoping that I mean this this thing ain't over. If if this is if you're and I hate to say it, but I see a lot of Christians, you know, throwing a pep rally. Throwing a parade, it's over. It's like the season's over. Let's throw the parade. Let's celebrate, and now we won. Bye. No, it ain't over. It's not over, because now what you've done, what 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 what's going to happen now is that you're going to create the the Bible verse that says pure and undefiled religion is to care for the widows and orphans. Now, for these ladies that don't want to abort their baby because the state they live in is. Is, is a state that is illegal. They may have a moral compass, 
even if they're not a Christian, they may say, oh, well, I don't want to commit a crime, so I'm, I'm going to have this baby. So now there's going to be more, there's going to be more babies born. Abortions aren't going away, but there's going to be more babies born. And if we don't rise up as a church, I believe, I believe churches everywhere, small and large churches everywhere, I believe should have a, a, a budget for this now. They should have a missions budget just for helping women that decided not to, or that's not going to abort their baby or that can't or that won't because it's criminal now. And if we don't, then I mean, all this fighting for this and hooping and hollering and saying we're pro-life and you shouldn't kill your baby, but we don't want to. Now, listen, I'm not one that believes that the church hadn't been doing anything. Okay. We, I, I got friends that have fostered. I've got friends that, that adopt. So I got family that have adopted. And so I don't believe that the church isn't doing anything already. I believe the church has done a lot. Okay. But I also believe that, that I don't think we've done enough. And I don't think we're, I, I, I think we may not be prepared for what's coming. Okay. Again, the law is not going to change people's heart. It's not going to change their behavior. It's just going to cause them to find another place to do it in. And, you know, when you think, I, I'm, I'm comparing it to mine, to alcohol. Listen to this. Alcohol-related deaths in the United States. Alcohol-related deaths. Now, this is these are deaths that happen because of alcohol. Okay. 95,000 deaths every year happen because of alcohol why aren't we why aren't we marching where's the pro-life against alcohol where is it some of these are assaults somebody gets drunk and 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 starts beating their wife and kills them some of these are uh, car crashes car crashes alcohol related deaths why aren't we why aren't we marching why aren't we pro-life against alcohol you know well that would that would stir up you know some controversy because christians some christians still believe it's it's okay to drink <laughs> you know even leaders some leaders say they think they think it's okay to drink and and honestly i mean why in the world and some of those same people you know want to get rid of guns listen if you take if you take if you make laws against guns all right, I'm for the Second Amendment. I believe in the Second Amendment. I can't carry, I can't open carry a gun. I can't conceal carry a gun. I can have a gun in my home to protect my my family, and that's it. You know, and I can, I can, I can get permission from other people to be on their property to shoot their guns, and and that's. But I can't carry one in my car. I can't do any of that. So if I if if somehow somebody gets into road rage with me and they have a gun, I'm dead. You know, my family's dead. But. I can have one to protect my home and that's it, you know, but here's the thing. If you, if you make tougher gun laws, you're not going to keep guns out of criminals hands. We, we just talked about it. You're not going to keep people that want abortions from getting abortions because there's a law change. You're not going to keep people from getting guns who want guns because you have a law change. You know, we're not going to, get this 95,000 people who die annually. And and by the way, 27,000 of them are women. 27,000 women die annually from alcohol-related causes 
every year, twenty-seven thousand. Why aren't we? Why aren't we pro-life against that? You know, I think if we're going to be pro-life, the church especially. You know, if you're if you're if you're just a, a good person and you believe abortion is murder, but you're not a Christian, you know, you may not believe in eternal life. But Christians, man, we should be le- we should be leading the cause on trying to win these doctors who perform abortions to Jesus. And we're not going to do it by standing outside their place of work telling them how bad they are. We're just not going to do it. We're going to do it by loving our enemies. How do you love your enemies? Well, I mean, some of us have the ability to ask that doctor out for lunch. Buy their lunch. Some of most of them are unemployed now. They don't have they lost their family. What about buying them lunch? What about what about making sure they have money for their kids backpacks coming up the school year? If 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 one of these doctors that's their only career and that's how they that's how they provided for the rest of their family. Now they're out of a job. And they don't have the ability to pack up and move to another state to keep their career going. How are we going to point them to Jesus? Are we just going to say, "Ha ha, you can't murder anybody anymore?" Is that love in our enemies? Is that pro-eternal life? What about praying for a heart change that allows them to find a new career? Maybe go around and tell their story about how, how Jesus changed their heart. It wasn't the law. It was Jesus. The, the One of the leaders, the co-founders of the, the Satanic Church, just recently came came to know Jesus on a personal level. And he's coming out about it, and he's, he's putting out a video. And he said it was because four Christians were bold enough to be around him and hang out with him hug him, give him a hug, ask him how he's doing, do things for him. And he said it was four. Out of all these years, he, he's been doing the same thing. Four. Four people were bold enough, brave enough, because they were pro-eternal life. They weren't just anti-Satanism. They were pro-eternal life. I'm pro-life, but I'm pro-eternal life. If we can't change our perspective from just being anti something. If all you say is I'm pro life and you're just you're happy now that the laws change and you're done, you're done protesting, it's a victory, you're not you're not pro life. You're anti abortion. You're anti abortion. You're anti murder. But as a Christian, if you're pro life, you need to be pro life all the way around. Pro eternal life. I think I think we got a lot of a long way to go. I think we have a long way to go. And like I said, I think that uh, I think that churches need to have it in their missions budget to find a way to help these uh, these soon to be orphans, you know. And maybe we find a way to help the moms who keep their kids find a way to just be a kick butt single mom. Find a way to pr- have a heart change instead of condemning them and saying, you know, I can't believe you wanted to murder your kid. Let's find a way to pray pro-eternal life over their heart so they have a heart change so they don't feel the guilt, the shame, the, con- the condemnation. But then maybe we have classes at church that are just for these single moms who were going to give their baby over to a doctor who was going to murder their baby. But now, because of a law, they can't. Well, they may not be saved yet. 
We need to get them saved. We need to, we need to have a heart change with them. We got a long way to go, Christians. Church, church, I'm sorry, believers, disciples of Christ, we have a long way to go. Because, I mean, you can call yourself, everybody calls themselves a Christian. Even people that aren't Christians think they're Christians. They call themselves Christians. But if you're a disciple of Christ, you're not throwing this huge parade and pep rally for this overturn. You're you're glad. I'm, gl- I'm glad this happened. I am so glad. It, it was needed, and it's... It's amazing. It's a big victory for the church, but it's not the final. It's not the final thing. We got some pro-eternal life work to do now. We got some pro-eternal life. So those are my thoughts on this, man. I mean, again, I, I could have just quoted a lot of scripture for you about loving your enemies and do good to those who curse you and say things vile against you. I mean, there's video out there of people just, it looks like they're manifesting. It looks like they're manifesting at these at these protests, uh, manifesting demonic demonic power, and and that some of them probably are. But how do we find a way to biblically love them? How do we? How do we? How do we find a way to tell to take somebody who's yelling at you, my body, my choice? How do we get them to say we're not trying to talk you out of that? We're trying to show you that the Holy Spirit can live in your body and help you make better choices. That's what we're trying to do. And if we're pro-eternal life, not just pro-life, not just anti-abortion, not just anti-murder, then, because I'm telling you, uh, alcohol-related automobile deaths in Texas. Now, I'm just talking to Texas people, all right? This is Texas. We had the most traffic deaths from drunk driving uh, of, of all the states. This was from 2004 to 2018. More than 20,000 drunk driving fatalities. Now, now, peop, now, let me tell you, the people that were drunk, most of them uh, lived and went to prison. Okay? So the law did what it was supposed to do with them. It, it punished them and sent them to prison. But the innocent, the innocent people that got killed, why aren't we, why aren't we marching about that? Are you pro-life? Are you pro-eternal life? What if some of those people that lost their lives to these drunk drivers were not saved? Man. So, listen. Don't just be anti-something and wrap it in a beautiful pro-something, pro you know, package, pro-package. Be pro-eternal life in everything we do. And you'll you'll look at people. You, you If you're pro-eternal life in every element of your life, you will begin to look at felons differently. Oh my gosh, the church has has a long way to go to look just from accepting people with felonies. I mean, listen, this is personal to me because I've seen some of our guys just get looked down on. I've seen some of our guys been called names and and it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. I don't look at my some of my friends the same way anymore because of because of things they said about our forgiven felons. I don't. I'm still friends with them. Still love them. Because I'm pro-eternal life. Be pro-eternal life. I love y'all. I'm going to uh, listen. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you for letting me share my heart today. Um, thank you. Next week, we got our 100th episode. I'm so excited. 
I have a feeling of what I'm going to do. I have a feeling of which episode I'm going to share, which interview I'm going to share. I'm going to go ahead and share an interview. But uh, listen, thank you guys for listening to this. We're we're, we're two, two over two years in now. I haven't told you all this, but we're we're in we're in so many countries. We're in so many countries, y'all. I'm going to give you all the stats next week, but we're in so many countries. All right, and then um, but we did. I'll tell you the total. We we we're hitting the twenty one thousand listener mark. Isn't that great? That's amazing. So uh, let's let's pray. Let's pray, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for for being pro life. Holy Spirit, give us give us creative ways to look at every situation as pro eternal life and not just anti something, and and, and wrap it up in a pro package. <clears throat> Holy Spirit, break our heart for what truly breaks yours, not just part of what breaks yours, but what truly breaks all of your heart. Father, we lift up all these people. We First of all, Father, we praise you for the victory of overturning this horrible law that was created 50 years ago. Lord, we thank you for that overturning of it. But we know it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause a lot of confusion and chaos. And a lot of us well-meaning Christians may not understand why there's confusion and chaos but a lot of us a lot of us well-meaning christians also didn't we weren't really truly pro-eternal life we were just anti-murder and lord help us to see that there's a lot of pro-eternal life activities out there that we can be involved in outside of just abortion help us to see it lord put it on our hearts Help us not just to come to church and do our programs and do our prayer nights and do our you know little Sunday morning thing and help us to truly be pro-eternal life. Help us, Lord. We lift up the doctors that perform abortions all over the nation. We lift up them and their families to you, Lord. They are Some of them are going to be displaced from their career. And yes, while we may believe morally it was a, raw, it was a bad career choice, it was legal. And they may not be Christians. They may not believe or care about the verse that says, like Paul says, all things are legal, but not all things are beneficial. They may not have that moral compass because they're not saved yet. God, we pray for their salvation. We know abortions aren't going to stop, but we know some are. We know that that there's going to be a huge need, Lord. Show us how as a church, as a body of Christ, as a whole body of Christ, but also individual churches and communities, show us how we can be prepared for the people, the mothers that that, that are, are about to have a heart change, that don't know what to do. They're confused. They're going to come to us, Lord. We ask you to help us be prepared with the love of Jesus and with the pro-eternal heart, not just this anti-murder. Father, forgive us. Forgive them. Forgive us for the way this has played out the last 50 years. And we ask you to help us move forward in the right way, with the right heart, with the right spirit, the right resources. Give us wisdom, Lord. Give us love and give us wisdom. Lord, we thank you for everyone listening. Lord, people that may have been through abortions, people may who used to perform them. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray a, a heart change in them. I pray that You love them like we can't right now. Holy Spirit, put your arms around every every doctor and every family that doesn't have their job anymore. Maybe maybe allow them to run 
run into us and, and, and have us take them out to eat. Make sure they have groceries. Give us an opportunity, Lord, to serve you on a different level. To serve you on a different level, God. We thank you for the overturning of Roe versus Wade. But we thank you for the opportunity that this is going to present. We thank you for the opportunity to grow from this and to become more aware of the pro-eternal life situations that are in our nation and our community. Continue to put the leaders in place that you want in place. And even if they don't agree with us, Lord, we know that no authority is put into place without you, without you going through your hands. So we lift up Biden, the administration. We lift up the Supreme Court. We lift up everybody. We lift up our local community politicians. We lift them all up to you, Lord. Be with them. Bless them. Lord, we thank you. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to have this platform. People listen. I pray for every listener today, Lord. Pray you meet them wherever they are. Meet them wherever they are, God. I pray for their heart change. I pray that they become pro-eternal life. Help me to become more pro-eternal life. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. We'll see you next week on the 100th episode of Background Check Podcast. Share it with somebody. And if you if you have Apple and you want to leave a review, that it always helps. Love y'all. Bless y'all. And don't forget. Don't forget. Don't let your background hold you back. Make it pay you back. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast. Brought to you by Forgiven Felons. Helping people with the past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J.D. Gum, and this has been Background Check.